Chapter, or holes, chapter 20. It felt good to walk in the shade of the two oak trees. Stanley wondered if this was how a condemned, or a condemned man felt on his way to, an ex, to the electric chair, appreciating all of the good things in life for the last time. They had to step around holes to get to the cabin door. Stanley was surprised to see so many around the cabin. He would have expected the warden to not want the campers digging so close to her home, but several holes were right up against the cabin wall. The holes were closer together here as well, and were of different shapes and sizes. Mr. Sir knocked on the door. Stanley held the empty sack. Yes, said, ward- said the warden, opening the door. There's been a little trouble down here at the lake, Mr. Sir said. Caveman will tell you all about it. The warden stared at Mr. Sir a moment, then her gaze turned towards Stanley. He felt nothing but dread now. Come in, I suppose, said the warden. You're letting the cold out. It was air-conditioned inside her cabin. The television was going. She picked up the remote and turned it off. She sat down on a canvas chair. She was barefooted and wearing shorts. Her legs were as freckled as her face and arms. So what is it you have to tell me? Stanley took a deep breath to steady himself. Well, um, while Mr. Sir was filling the canteens, I snuck into the truck and stole his sack of sunflower seeds. I see, she turned to Mr. Sir. That's why you brought him here? Yes, but I think he's lying. I think someone else stole the sack and came in as covering up for x-ray or somebody. It was a 20-pound sack, and he claims to have eaten all of them by himself. He took the sack from Stanley and handed it to the warden. I see, the warden said again. The sack was full. Or, or, Stanley added... And I spilled a lot. You can check my hole. In that room, caveman, there's a small flowered case. Will you get it for me, please? She pointed to a door. Stanley looked at the door, then at the warden, then back at the door. He slowly walked toward it. It was a kind of dressing room with a sink and a mirror. Next to the sink, he saw the case, white with pink roses. She brought it back to the warden, and she set it on the glass coffee table in front of her. She unclasped the latch and opened the case. It was a makeup case. Stanley's mother had one similar to it. He saw several bottles of nail polish, polish remover, a couple of lipstick tubes, and other jars and powders. The warden held up a cave, or I'm sorry, a small jar of red, dark red nail polish. You see this caveman? He nodded. This is my special nail polish. Do you see the dark rich color? You can't buy that in a store. I have to make it myself. Stanley had no idea why she was showing it to him. He wondered why the warden would ever have need or have the need to wear nail polish or makeup. Do you want to know my secret ingredient? He raised and lowered one shoulder. The warden opened the bottle. Rattlesnake venom. With a small paintbrush, she began applying it to the nails on her left hand. It's perfectly harmless. When it's dry... She lifted her left hand, waved it in the air for a few seconds, then began painting the nails on her right hand. It's only toxic when it's wet. She finished painting her nails, then stood up. She reached over and touched touched Stanley's face with her fingers. She ran her sharp, wet nails very gently down his cheek. She felt his skin tingle. I'm sorry, he felt his skin tingle. The nail on her pinky just barely touched the wound behind his ear. A sharp sting of pain caused him to jump back. The warden turned to face Mr. Sir, who was sitting on the fireplace hearth. You think he stole your sunflower seeds? No, he says he stole them, but I think it was... She stepped toward him and struck him across the face. 
Mr. Sir stared at her. He had three long red marks slanting across the left side of his face. Stanley didn't know if the redness was caused by the nail polish or his blood. It took a moment for the venom to sink in. Suddenly, Mr. Sir screamed and clutched his face with both hands. He let himself fall over, rolling off the hearth and onto the rug. The warden spoke softly. I don't especially care about your sunflower seeds. Mr. Sir moaned. If you must know, said the warden, I liked it better when you smoked. For a second, Mr. Sir's pain seemed to recede. He took several long, deep breaths. Then his head jerked violently, and he let out a shrill scream, worse than the one before. The warden turned to Stanley. I suggest you go back to your hole now. Stanley started to go, but Mr. Sir lay in the way. Stanley could see the muscles on his face twitch and jump, his body writhing in agony. Stanley stepped carefully over him. Is he... Excuse me, said the warden. Stanley was too frightened to speak. He's not going to die, the warden said. Unfortunately for you. Chapter 21 It was a long way back to his hole. Stanley looked out through the haze of heat and dirt at the other boys, lowering and raising their shovels. Group D was the farthest away. He realized that once again he would be digging long after everyone else had quit. He hoped he'd finish before Mr. Sir recovered. He didn't want to be out there alone with Mr. Sir. He won't die, the warden had said. Unfortunately for you. Walking across the desolate wasteland, Stanley thought about his great-great-grandfather. I'm sorry, about his great-grandfather. Not the pig stealer, but the pig stealer's son, the one who was robbed by Kiss and Kate Barlow. He tried to imagine how he must have felt after Kiss and Kate left him standing in the desert. It probably wasn't a whole lot different from the way he felt he himself felt now. Kate Barlow had left his great-grandfather to face the hot, barren desert. The warden had left Stanley to face Mr. Sir. Somehow, his great-grandfather had survived for 17 days before he was rescued by a couple of rattlesnake hunters. He was insane when they found him. When he asked how he had lived so long, he said he found refuge on God's thumb. He spent nearly a month in a hospital. He ended up marrying one of the nurses. Nobody ever knew what he meant by God's thumb, including himself. Stanley heard a twitching sound. He stopped in mid-step, with one foot still in the air. A rattlesnake lay coiled beneath his foot. Its tail was pointed upward, rattling. Stanley blacked his leg away, then turned and ran. The rattlesnake didn't chase after him. It had rattled its tail to warn him to stay away. Thanks for the warning, Stanley whispered as his heart pounded. The rattlesnake would have been a lot more dangerous if it didn't have a rattle. Hey, caveman, called Armpit. You're still alive. What did the warden say? asked X-Ray. What did you tell her? Or asked Magnet. I told her I stole the seeds, said Stanley. Good going, said Magnet. What'd she do? asked Zigzag. Stanley shrugged one shoulder. Nothing. She got mad at Mr. Sir for bothering her. He didn't feel like going into details. If he didn't talk about it, then maybe it didn't happen. He went over to the hole, and to his surprise, it was nearly finished. He stared at it, amazed. It didn't make sense. Or perhaps it did. He smiled. Since he had taken the blame for the sunflower seeds, he realized the other boys had dug his hole for him. Hey, thanks, he said. Don't look at me, asked, or said X-Ray. Confused, Stanley looked around from magnet to armpit to zigzag to squid. None of them took credit for it. Then he turned to Zero, who had been quietly digging his hole since Stanley's return. Zero's hole was smaller than all the others.